Frimpong. I come to you live every Thursday about this time. And I want to tell you, there's a way in which rhythm is like a sixth sense. And we don't consider it a sixth sense. You know, the other five senses we got from Aristotle, smell, touch, taste, uh, sight, hearing. Um, you know, in Aristotle, there's actually a sixth sense. That's kind of the, <laughs> the sense that puts them all together. But there's another sense. And there's a way in which rhythm is another sense but we don't talk about it because it happens in time as opposed to in space in the same way. You know, the other senses happen in time too, just not in an obvious way, but rhythm obviously happens in time and it's primarily happens in time. And since it's temporal, we don't actually see it as such, but things need to be in rhythm in order to be what they are. You take just, um, you know, a huge view out, you'll see that, um, you know, you can't really do too much without rhythm. So when people say that they don't have rhythm, it's actually, there's a lot at stake in understanding space and time. You need to be in the right rhythm to get your kids dressed and to school in time, <laughs> dressed, fed, and in school. All that takes rhythm. I don't know, like, I'd be shocked, shocked to find out that even uh, not just dancers, but boxers have bad rhythm. I would imagine that a boxer with bad rhythm would be a bad boxer. <laughs> like it's not, the three-step drop takes rhythm. Um, you could do it without rhythm, but I'm, I suspect it takes more rhythm. A good golf swing, that's going to be rhythm. It's possible to have one that's, uh, to have bad rhythm and have a good golf swing, but I would be surprised. I would be shocked. When I edit my prose, when I write, I edit for rhythm. Uh, because rhythm is fundamental for intelligibility. If things are random, they aren't understood as being what they are. And so, like, I've given you some examples at the, like, like human level that we can understand. But even at the atomic level, what it is to be a molecule of water is to have hydrogens, two hydrogens, and an oxygen atom, the electrons rhythmically moving together in the right rhythm. So that means a, a molecule of water is a time, um, is, is bounded by time. Because if you look at a molecule of water, but at a shorter amount of time before the electrons are in rhythm, then you just have two hydrogen electrons and an oxygen electrons. They don't become a water molecule until the electrons are in rhythm. So there's a time S1 where you have three atoms, but not a molecule, and a time later, S2, when they're in rhythm, and you have a molecule. And if you don't think rhythm is important, just miss one heartbeat. Miss one heartbeat, and you will know how important rhythm is. There's a reason why breathing is important in anything you do, because it establishes rhythm. Um, and so we're going to talk about, there's going to be internal rhythm and external rhythm. Internal rhythm, even when you're at rest, when you seem to be at rest, you're not really at rest. Things are moving rhythmically. Things are moving cyclically and rhythmically in you such that um, you can appear to be at rest. You're hard at work being at rest, right? So there are going to be internal rhythms and external rhythms, right? So the rhythm you have with your dance partner is an external rhythm. The rhythm you have, uh, you know, your body, heart pumping, that's going to be an internal rhythm. Uh, so they're going to be internal cycles and external cycles and epicycles, but just understand that in order to be anything is to be something in rhythm with something else. 
or in rhythm with yourself. Like I said, miss one heartbeat. See how that works out. And I will leave you to think about the importance of rhythm as I hit. Cannot find the beat. So I guess I'll just be yapping. All right. Uh, pretend. Oh, there's the opening. See you soon. To the beach, Change the ways for the world or the government. If it was the president, then I would state facts. You leave it up to me, I paint the White House black and it can feature in your front. So again, you need rhythm to be what you are, right? If you just kind of keep going at random or without cycling back, it's not clear what you are. You you are what you are when you end and do it again. Right. Um, so that means you are what you are in a certain amount of time. To be takes time. To be a water molecule takes time. It takes more time to be a water molecule than it does just to be two um, atoms of hydrogen and an atom of oxygen. Once the electrons get in rhythm, you, ha you have a qualitatively different thing. You have a water molecule. Right. So rhythm is fundamental to being in a way that we're not talking that we're not very good at talking about because that means in order to be what you are is to be what you are in time. So why is that important? All right. So I'm going to give you a quick history of uh, of kind of science. <laughs> All right. So when we think about when you think about kinds of things, we think about them. We assume that they're eternal, and to understand their nature is to understand how they uh, kind of reproduce, develop, and reproduce, and hard, hard at work developing, reproducing, and dying, and staying what they are, right? This is Aristotle. He thought all of these kind of kinds, natural kinds, were eternal. There will always be deer. <laughs> and so to study what it is to be nature is to study how deer, like, develop and reproduce and how their organs and the difference between a, the nature of a baby elephant, the nature of a tiger, and the nature of a horse isn't going to be their matter because they all pretty much weigh the same. It's going to be their form, how they're organized, how the organs all work together to make them what they are, and which is why when you throw a rock at one of those three things, they're going to react differently because of their form, because how their matter is organized. Right? So to be a nature, uh, so to account for something's nature is to account for how it develops, reproduces, you know, grows and dies quantitatively and qualitatively. Grows and dies, right? And that's when you and when you know that you know it's nature. With the idea that things don't actually change through this process, they develop, and we think of nature's at the species level, right? And this is why a species, a kind of thing, is to be a fertile offspring that reproduces, because we think about it in the terms of kind, not individual. Right, so that would that worked when he thought that natural things came in eternal kinds. Then we started to, like in starting the Renaissance, we started to understand that things are constructed. You know, the world is constructed by God, and like, you know, the idea that these things are created. Science was the science of creation, so we need to think about like, like how things are created and made, rather than how things just kind of appeared by magic and always were through, um, you know, laws that were 
instead of looking at internal principles of motion, we kind of start testing materials and kind of constructing. Think about like the world as a construction. We're still looking at functional parts, but we're understanding the parts more. We study the parts. And this is what you see a lot in Galileo. So Aristotle says that to understand things we make, art, artifacts, you understand nature because things we make are images of things that are in nature. So to understand things we make, we look to nature and then like art imitates nature. All right, for Galileo, he's like, well, yeah, actually, to understand nature, we have to, nature is a creation. So to understand nature, we should look at other creations, creations we make, and just assume that nature imitates creation, right? So you, um, for Galileo, the world is engineered. For um, for you know the ancient Aristotle, even Thales, uh, Maximander, uh, mostly Thales, you you see that like the world is kind of just understood as emerging by magic, like eternally, right? Um, and different kinds of things. For Thales, he thought everything was water, but Anaximander had a problem with that because water is wet. And so what are the dry things made out of? Um, so, uh, and then you get like undifferentiated matter that must be like, and then once it becomes differentiated, it becomes water and then uh, dry things. But in its primal state, it's 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 undifferentiated matter. But like for the most part, all of those views kind of implode till you get to Aristotle. He's like, no, they're just natural kinds. They're kinds of things. They're eternal, and don't worry about what they're made out of. That's irrelevant because what they're made out of is just that which will immediately, which which is potentially, uh, they're made out of potential. And when they actually are what they are, they're formed. And so what a thing is is its form. And so if you want to understand nature, understand like the organs of things and how they all work together to make the thing what it is. All right. So that's that's what you understand nature as if you understand it as made of eternal, like natural things as eternal kinds of things. And that's how we understood what humans were. Right? So if we understand humans as natural things, as eternal, then to understand our nature, you just look at like our reproduction and how we sustain ourselves over time and, and all of that stuff. Now when we start understanding ourselves as kind of constructed historical constructions, things get a little bit weird, right? So when we understand humans as created, we get the Renaissance. And then we start looking at like, all right, so what is it to create nature? Because nature is created. Now, then, and then later on in the modern period, when we understand ourselves as historical, that's when you get a kind of the metaphysical understanding that like allows something like evolution to make sense. Because not, remember, in evolution, species change. So when you study a species, you're not just studying a species without, um, without regard for time and even space. You're studying a species in time because species only exist for certain period of times. And if you study too big of a time, you miss the species. And if you study too small of a time, you miss the species. Things are bounded by their temporal space, right? So that's kind of the modern understanding of the world where things are what they are in time. And so you need to study the right amount of time. So if you're going to study, you know, the nature of a civilization or people, you look at that people in time, how they relate in order to sustain what they are in time. And then they could change based on, you know, a random mutation that <laughs> external pressures, like fitness to other environments. So to understand, um, 
a work, a thing. You have to understand it in its time and for as long as it is what it is. Not longer, not shorter, right? I've been talking for 12 minutes now. I can't, get, in order to get this point, it takes longer than 15 seconds, right? So beings have a temporal component and that temporal component is and understanding that temporal component is going to be understanding that being's rhythm. Now, we have internal and external rhythms, um, and they're like epicycles. So, so you need to have the right kind of heartbeat that allows you to play the right kind of music. Or, I don't, it's hard to explain to this because it's so kind of immediate. Try to think of something that it doesn't take any rhythm to do. Can you drive without rhythm? Can you have sex without rhythm? Maybe not particularly good sex. Maybe not particularly good driving because there is a rhythmic aspect and it's not just mere timing. Timing's a poor man's rhythm in the same way that, uh, I don't know, indeterminacy is a poor man's freedom. Like, um, if timing is, timing that doesn't depend on rhythm isn't really like purposeful. <laughs> um, like, a machine can have good timing without having rhythm because it's not uh, purposive in the same way. It doesn't have the same sort of purpose and anticipation. It just happens to lock in. Um, and so, like, rhythms are important for life and being. And our understanding is an understanding of rhythm. And if you have a bad rhythm, it's not just that you can't dance. You can't do a lot of things. And institutional relationships are rhythmic. Our days are rhythmic. And without the rhythm, you can't actually be something that progresses, <laughs> right? So you need to progress through cycles in order to progress kind of, even linear progression depends on cycles. How does linear progression depend on cycles? Well, you think about farming. Uh, no, fruit flies, let's talk fruit flies, right? There's a reason why fruit flies are in so important for um, science. It's because they have their life cycles and their iterations aren't too long, right? So you could study their genes and all of their mutations and uh, the effectiveness through long. Imagine if the, the fruit cycle was like, a, like a, an agrarian cycle. Um, and that's why it takes a long time. You need to, you know, the poor Richard Almanac and all these other things to understand how to farm in a particular plot of land because each cycle takes a whole year, right? So if cycles happened in a day, you would be able to, we'd have mass improvements in farming. But since cycles don't happen in a day, we, it takes us a long time to make a breakthrough because like our knowledge grows through the cycle, not just by going out, but by going out and coming back and doing it again. It's the rhythm that allows for growth. And if you, I mean, if you want your kids to grow, my kids just came home, so I'm thinking about kids a lot, because after this, I go help them with the homework, and they know the rhythm of the day as they come home, and they get homework help from me, and then I help with music lessons. There's a rhythm to their day, and through that rhythm, they will be able to grow. Um, and I'd, it's a bad thing to try to raise young humans without a rhythm. <laughs> Constantly, like, without any sort of dependable beat to their life. And to attend to the beat to the life and protect the beat. Protect the beat. 
Um, there's, there's something protect the beat. And because if you don't have a beat, you, you can't be a thing. Protect the beat. Um, protect the rhythm of your life. So what um, the things you can do without, so how does, we don't want to, rhythm gets a bad rap because it actually takes time. And we want to think that things are what they are, regardless of what they do in time and how they interact in time. You want to think that the properties you have are properties you have uh, regardless of what you do. <laughs> and that is an unfortunate artifact of a variety of liberalism and a little bit of Christianity that just kind of wants to say that people are people, you aren't, you aren't bad. It, your emotion doesn't matter to your being. You aren't bad because of what you do, or you're, you're, uh, you're just a good person who does bad things. And I'm saying, actually, your emotion is tied to your being. You can't be what you are without your emotion. And not just motion in a linear direction, motion as in your re reiteration, your rhythm, how you interact both internally with yourself and others. That kind of motion makes you what you are. Again, you can go back and, and understand um, the, the, hydrogen, the two hydrogens and oxygen atoms being in the right rhythm to be a water molecule. And if they don't have enough time to be in the right rhythm, they aren't a water molecule. They don't behave qualitatively like water behaves. They behave like three independent atoms. And electrons are great because the more we study electrons, we understand the more we understand that they actually aren't anything unless they're moving. <laughs> More things are like sharks than we 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 um, uh, we pretend. Sharks notoriously die if they stop moving, but also we do too. <laughs> we've just internalized the movement, and we can't like electron sharks and us both in our practical lives, like out there and internally, we move in a predictable and understandable way. And what makes us understandable is the rhythm, the regularity of our, of our motion. Without that regularity, we would be unintelligible. I'll say that again. Without regularity, we would be unintelligible. And if we're unintelligible, we're not a thing. <laughs> so in order to be a thing, you need to move regularly. And then how you move, and in what way you move, and who you move with, that's what makes you the thing you are. But if you stop moving, you die. You are, you know, you don't just die, you just are nothing. You are not a thing. Um, because you're not in rhythm with anything. Or if you move erratically and you move without rhythm, you are not. Um, and you are also not a thing. If you move erratically, like if I didn't have this show every Thursday, and I'm I try to do it. I say this as I'm, I'm I don't know if, yes, I am going to be here and doing it next, next week. And I try to do this um, uh, every week because I want you to have a rhythm in your life and you'll get more out of the show. It's funny, when I was a kid, I watched a lot of TV, depending on who you talk to, too much TV, but you know, latchkey kid and all that stuff. But every show came on, the show came on at three o'clock and then it came on, the next show came on at 3.30. There was a rhythm to my day and that kind of gave a little bit of stability, right? So in order to be what you are, you need to be what you are in rhythm. 
You need to be what you are through your iteration and, um, and to be with other people in order to be a we. Um, you are a we in this, in, 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 in together. And, you know, it's just like getting three kids together in the morning, every morning and off to school takes rhythm. There is a motion in a movement. And like without that rhythm, you got to be downright musical to raise kids or in a, in a household. But you have to be downright musical to also do, to drive, to do anything. And, you know, doing this show takes rhythm. There's a cadence I have, which some of you appreciate, others of you don't. But there's a kind of rhythm to my talk and there's a kind of rhythm to the way that I describe the points and lay them out. There's even a rhythm to the metaphors I use and the way I pace them out between kind of triple distilled abstract thought and like stories about kids. Because I know that there's a rhythm to your understanding and you can't just, you just can't take, you know, the 300 proof <laughs> 200 proof triple distilled wisdom like as like uh in, in, in the iv form so there is a rhythm to the stories we tell there's a rhythm to the jokes we tell there's a rhythm to our daily life and the rhythm is what makes it what it is and without that rhythm um it it's it's unintelligible so rhythm presumes not only motion, but regular motion, regular motion. And I, without that regularity, you become unintelligible. What promises like they're promising, you're promising to stay in a certain sort of rhythm. And there are internal rhythms in our body that have to also mutually reinforce the external rhythms we have with other people in order for us to stably be anything. And this is, like I said, this could, we could zoom it out to the cultural level, or we could look at it at it, look at it at the, uh, at the uh, microscopic level or at the atomic level. But rhythm is still going to be necessary in all of these ways. And to change what a thing is, it's often the case that you just have to change the rhythm. Right? If you change if you change the rhythm, you're ontologically changing what you're doing. You are no longer, <laughs> you know, a fox trot and a waltz, one's in three, the other one's in four. That's going to be a different thing. It's an important difference. So you need to understand the tie between rhythm and being to understand the tie between rhythm and change, because rhythms are going to be a changing rhythm is going to change the kind of thing you are. Right? And like different institutions and beings admit different rhythms. So, like, but there's going to be a, a, a variance. So, you just gotta, you, you have to be attuned to that. Even like not just the beat in music, but what separates something that's in tune or out of tune? The vibrations. We're talking about <laughs> rhythms. Uh, so, even the notes themselves are you know, just concentrated rhythms. And we are, have to be attuned to that to be anything. And like our institutional relationships, there needs to be a rhythmic. They can't either go on and on without regularity 
in which case um, you don't know what you're doing. If, unless it comes back and comes back regularly, you don't know exactly what you did. Even if you have an experiment, you don't know exactly what you did until it becomes regular. That's what makes it science. That's what makes it what it is once it becomes regular. And if it stops being regular, then you have to decide maybe it wasn't what you thought it was. Right? Or you have to see what it um, isn't what it thought it was. So it's the, it's the regularity that the rhythmic iteration that makes it what it is, not just the, the one-off happening. Right? And so we kind of don't understand that or don't take that seriously because we want to pretend a few different things. We want to pretend that motion doesn't matter to being because we don't want to say that people are what they do. And I'm telling you right now, people are what they do. So if you're not doing, you're not being. <laughs> and we don't want to say that people are what they do regularly. That means if you don't do it regularly, you aren't that thing. And people are what they do with others. So there are lots of commitments we don't want to make, but nonetheless are true. Right? So you are what you do regularly with others. And that means for you to be what you are, you need to be in rhythm with someone else. You can't be a great, you know, salsa dancer by yourself. <laughs> um, because that's like being a great heart with only one ventricle. It's a really good left ventricle, but it can't be a great heart. Because what it is to be a ventricle is to be a part of a heart that's functioning, right? So, um, yeah, yeah. And this works, like I said, at the chemical level, it works at the cultural level. And this works when we have a historical understanding of change as being necessary, as being a part of being. When you understand that change is a part of being, you understand that time becomes an issue because you're not dealing with eternity anymore. You understand that every being is a being in time for a time. My life is over. I'm black, so like my, my life doesn't last very long. By the way, if you support anything I'm doing, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in $5, $15, or $50 a month because, you know, this, uh, this, takes, this takes time. And I try to give you a, a decent product every, every week in a way that you don't get in school. By the way, if you are curious about what I'm... Well, I don't have the book here. If you are curious about what I'm saying, um, you'll get some of the rudiments in it in a nice little book called The Idea of Nature by Collingwood. Once again, The Idea of Nature by Collingwood. It's a book that I think is so good just because I study philosophy. I wish, I wish someone would have recommended it to me 15 years ago. It is fantastic. But, um, yeah, understand that you are what you are in how you move and how rhythmically you move. You can't just keep moving in, without rhythm because then what are you? You're indeterminate. You can be like you're free, but you're really nothing. You are what you are when you move in rhythm, both internally and with others. Right? That means you are what you are in time, because you can only move in time, and you can are, are what you are when you move with others in time. And so when I'm, when I'm done, when they put me in the ground, I'm out. Like I won't be able to move in order to be. So that's just a wrap. 
But hopefully, unless YouTube crashes or something, these shows will be on. So I will be a rhythmic, my, my chant at immortality comes through people clicking on this link. And um, when I expire, as long as people still have problems with freedom, they will still get some sort of uh, appreciate the rhythm they get in intercourse with this dialogue. All right. Thank you for your time. Remember, motion, not just motion, it has to be regular motion is necessary for being. Because without regular motion, you can't, you can't be what you are. You can't be unintelligible. You, you can't be intelligible. Regularity allows um, intelligibility, and regularity requires motion, and motion requires time. So when we talk about something, we have to talk about how long it takes to do the thing it does. You know, figure skating got the long program and the short program. Different race, different program. You could do different things in a long program than you can in a short program. In, the, uh, in diving, you got the three meter and the five meter. Because there's a different, there's not just, a, the difference isn't just distance. You have more time and less time in the air. There are different kinds of things you can do in that time. Right? There's a difference between, imagine if you move the pitcher's, meet, uh, pitcher's mound 10 feet up. <laughs> or box. Box. That's a great example. Box is pretty much, the balk in baseball is pretty much an affront against rhythm. <laughs> like rhythm is such an important part of the game that if you balk and throw off the hitter, hitter's rhythm, that breaks the game. That literally, like, the the there's a um, entitlement to rhythm that one team has and can impose and is policed by the referee on the other team. You're not only allowed to pitch; you have to pitch in rhythm. And if you don't pitch in rhythm, you it's not like it's, it's like we can't have the game. The game depends on you pitching in rhythm. Rhythm is part of the game. So, um, thank you for your time. Understand that rhythm, that means both motion and regularity is necessary for being. And yes, you are what you do. Don't let anyone tell you anything different. So, help each other do great things because we are what we do. And, you know, help me do great things. Go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com. And I will see you next week. Now I'm going to go, because it is my time to go help my children with their homework. Peace.